Yo, 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 friends. Welcome to this 45th episode of Beyond the Cover Podcast with me, your host, Becky Kahn. And this is part dos, my friends. Dos, <laughs> Did you like that? Mexican, right? <laughs> This is part two with my friend, amigo, John Villarreal. Am I saying that right? Villarreal. Villarreal. Villarreal's okay. Villarreal. I've said it to, I change it, I I code switch with it. So it depends on who I'm talking to. So can I say Villarreal? Uh Uh-huh. Villarreal. No, Villarreal. No, Villarreal. You can't say Villarreal. Why? Villarreal, because there's two What if that's my accent? Then you're just, I don't know. (laughs) I don't know. It's it's Villarreal. He's like, you can't say it like that because that's not my name. It's so. not. Villarreal is one R. Villarreal is two R. Villarreal. Yes. Or Villarreal. 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 Yeah. Villarreal. Yes. Okay, we're gonna go with Villarreal. John. <laughs> Juan Roberto Villarreal. Okay. Or John Robert Villarreal, whichever you choose. Juan Roberto. I'm not. It's not in Spanish legally, so I just said it like that. It's really not my name. I just said it that way because my dad's okay, name. My dad's it. name forget is Roberto Villarreal. What we have so. learned so far on this episode is that I stink at rolling my R's and mm-hmm. I cannot speak Spanish. And I've gotten so, better at you're it welcome. apparently. So because <laughs> I don't know Spanish. <laughs> You have to know. You have to get some Rosetta Stone, okay? You I have know. to know Spanish. Will you buy it for me? For that sure. Stuff is expensive. One hundred percent. Yeah. Cool. Okay. No. Happy well. birthday, Jeff. <laughs> December twentieth. Really? Yeah. Look at you. Yeah. Your birthday's coming. Yeah, I'll be nineteen. Nineteen. Yeah. Okay. I mean thirty-eight. So. Yeah. Yeah. I'll be nineteen. I mean thirty-eight. Yeah. Okay, so this is part two of our journey mm-hmm. with John. What a week it's been since we I last mean, talked. I mean, it's been oh my God. quite a week. What a week. I'm wearing the same clothes. So. Me too. Same hat, same shoes, everything. It's amazing. What a week. <laughs> we'll talk about it next week. <laughs> if um, we go to three parts, I don't know. We might. We, we might. We might. So... I want you to jump in where we left the episode last and where where you had said for 15 years you had suffered with anxiety Mm -hmm. and then you gave it to God. So pick us up there and continue us on this journey. So a lot happened in that time, right? Like got married, had a kid. Mm. Well, first before I had a kid, I I had a Hadley which my daughter, my beautiful daughter, we got married when she was like four, so five, four or five. Um, So my wonderful daughter, and then Hudson was born in 2012. He's eight now. Um, Me and Tara got married in 2010. A lot happened. A lot of great things happened in that time. I was able to, in my avoidance, live a normal life and live Mm -hmm. a wonderful life Mm -hmm. and live a life full of blessings. And... Uh, and in all that time navigating this whole affliction as we call it yeah. um, navigating this thing and then one day uh, through a lot of mentorship with my friends mm. especially I, can, I, can I drop names? sure as long as it's honoring and glorifying God it, I think it does they're godly people Okay. my wife first and foremost Tara Villarreal, mm-hmm. my friends like Jeremy Jones, 
who's sitting right next to us. Shout out, Jeremy. <laughs> My government. <name. laughs> Sorry, I didn't mean to. But, okay. uh, you know, Pastor Evan, pa- Pastor Matt, mm-hmm. people that have come to talk to us, like Scott Neri and Luke Holter that mm-hmm. I've met. You know, I like listening to them and, and you know, giving, like, I'm learning. I learned how to give it away. I didn't know that before. I didn't know I could do that. I thought it was mine, mine, mine. You know, mm. it's my anxiety. Mm-hmm. Like I kept saying in the last episode, it was, yeah. I'm, I'm, I stopped. That was the first thing I did was change the language on it. Yeah. Stop declaring it as mine. It's not mine. It's, you know, it's, uh, it's from, it's from hell. Like it is literally it is from hell. the pits of hell. It is yes. hell. Mm-hmm. And it's, and it's from hell. So why is that mine? Yeah. You know? Um, yeah. So I started giving it away. I know eventually I'm going to be fully healed of this disorder. So how do I walk through giving this away? Like I said, it starts with the language that you're speaking and the declarations that you're making. You Let say, you I question. don't have anxiety. Mm-hmm. I need to start believing Declaring that, which that I don't fully believe life. that yet. Sure. That I don't. Sure. But the it's the whole like, you know, I guess if we put this in a secular term like faking it till you make it yep, right precisely so let me ask you a question Please. on that so you know um I always have had and I'm sure that there is somewhere that somebody puts this really eloquently but I'm not that person but basically whatever you feed um gets hungrier and gets bigger right so if we are feeding the anxiety and what I mean by that is did you feel like you were feeding the anxiety because you were you were making the accommodations. You totally, were finding, totally. you know, the alternate routes. You were whatever. So you I were feeding this anxiety. I watered that flower until it was this big, It just ugly, blossomed and... Blossomy, mm-hmm. whatever. And, uh, and when we too, don't feed way. it, then those things, whatever it is in our life, right? So in this case, the anxiety. When we don't feed it and we choose not to feed that and we choose to feed joy or whatever else, yes. you know, whatever the, yes. uh, the spectrum is. Come on. So you're starving that anxiety at this point in your life, right? You're starving it. And what happens to something that you starve? It withers away. It dies. Yeah. It dies. Turn your back on it. Yes. It goes away. Yes. Can I, can I bring up one thing? Because yeah. Because I, I was just, I just, like I kept bragging to everyone that I just watched Nightmare on Elm Street in theaters <laughs> last week. Okay, great. Because I love that, I love that series. Yeah. I'm not a Freddy Krueger fan. I am definitely That's not. Cool. I know, and this is completely <laughs> off... But there's a part, and no spoilers, but 1984, this movie was released. I'm going to give a spoiler <laughs> to this movie. The main character, the final girl, the scream queen, Nancy Thompson, yeah. turns her back on Freddy Krueger, the tormentor, mm. and he disappears. And Come he on. just goes back to hell wherever the, wherever he came from. Right. He just, she, tur- she literally turns her back on him. He jumps at her to with his nails or whatever is his razor hand yes yes and he just disappears yeah by her turning her back and that's what i'm trying to do yeah it's so weird that that's i so use that powerful. as a reference but but come on i saw that's it so and it was the first thing i thought about i was like man i need to do that with mm-hmm. anxiety not my starve anxiety it. remember anxiety mm-hmm. yeah yeah starve it kill it turn your back on it turn away from it and stop giving it and stop feeding it so much like just all of that stuff i i'm and this is therapeutic, just sit, sitting here talking to you about it. Mm. This is a part of my healing, too. Mm-hmm. Because you have, I mean, like I said, be open about it. Yeah. Be completely open about your struggles. Don't, don't let them sit there. 
Yeah. Because um, that's not the only struggles I deal with. You know, I have, sure. I still have to live a life and I still what? have other things happening. We're living in a pandemic and I've, you know, and we've lost people. My family has lost people and we've oh, lost yeah. a lot of people over oh, the past, yeah. uh, you know, past year and a half. People, I'm, you know, friends and family. Uh, we've lost a lot of people. I've lost 11 people God. over this uh, since that I know not, you know, a couple of them I didn't have personal relationships, but I'm right. just, I'm just counting all the losses that I've been around. Yeah. That, you know, being around friends and stuff like that and yeah. them losing parents and grandparents and, and then my own family, we had six losses in my own family yeah. since August of last year, 2019. It's That's today, insane. it's October. We had six losses in my, in both sides of my family, two to COVID and four other circumstances, but. Wow. Wow. Do you feel mm-hmm. like, and not definitely, because I know that there have been um, and that's your story to share, but I know there's sure. some been really some really tough losses in the, in that. Yeah. Um, do you feel like did you did you feel like in that that part of that was like an attack on you? Like, did you? Oh, turn I know that... it attacked me. Mm-hmm. I know it attacked me because well, my and and my dad, you know, may he rest in peace. Uh, we lost him uh, a year, you know, October eighteenth. 2019 at 10:52 p.m. Uh, is when we lost him, and that was definitely that was following the loss of my my step grandfather. But he was the only grandfather I knew growing up. But following the loss of of Henry, my my grandfather, my dad passed away, and and that was another thing with the anxiety. I couldn't go to Henry's funeral. Wow. I couldn't take off work. And then when my dad got sick. Mm-hmm thank God for the company that I work for. I'm not going to say their name or anything, but thankfully I had two weeks. I had a week to spend with him in the hospital while he was sick. Mm-hmm. And we didn't know he was going to die. We thought he was going to get better. Yeah. But I went over there just in case he did go yeah. and he ended up passing away. And then I spent another week there doing the funeral arrangements and yeah. doing all that stuff. But again, with the train schedule, like you're beholden to that. So you kind of have to, f- I had to completely frame my trip around the train schedule the train schedule right. like my dad's passing around a freaking train schedule right. like thankfully it worked out whatever you know but i'm right. just saying like yeah we had that loss that was talk about an attack i i've gained i gained 87 pounds wow. after my dad passed and it was mainly because i was in the bottle and in the beer cans and the you know i was mm. You were self-medicating. Self-medicating, and but that was every day. You know, it wasn't like uh, it wasn't like I was drinking ten or fifteen beers a night or drinking a whole bottle a night. It was like go sit in the backyard, think about dad, put on his music, mm. and drink two or three beers. But I did that every day. Yeah. And I and I swear I gained eighty-seven pounds. Did you think that that was a? Uh, I mean, I, I'm saying healthy way, but did you think that okay, this is my way of coping? Like this is my no. way of. So I didn't what even was, think about it. No. I just did it because that's all I knew what to do every day. Mm. That was my comfort. I'm going to go. I had, I made a, he loved the blues, right? He loved like B.B. King and like John Lee Hooker mm-hmm. and stuff like that. And so I, I made him this playlist a couple years ago that when he would come into town, I would just, we'd sit in the backyard, we smoke cigars, we drink Maker's Mark. Yeah. And we just have a good time. We listen to the blues. Yeah. And we just talk and father and son. So you did that in reminiscence yeah. of your So father. I did that every day. Yeah. And then sometimes my sister was there, Susanna. Yeah. Sometimes she was there. And sometimes Tara would come out there and be like, 
it just yeah be you know was the only way she knew how to be was you know just try to comfort me so how did you get on the other side of that did 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 friends or family call that out in you or no um because I I think I hid it enough Mm. by not by it not being a problem yeah like it wasn't enough of a problem for me to it was when I stepped on the scale one day and saw the number and I was like oh my god like really wow yeah and then I said I gotta do something about this and you know that was the first thing that got it for me that was the first thing that did it for me um the second thing was me seeing visions of him mm. and had dreaming about him and all this stuff mm. I had a dream about him last night you know he was in, not about him but he was in my dream last night yeah. I dream about him very frequently mm. so I do get to interact with him still mm-hmm. I think that's God talking to me but I don't think it's I don't think it's him I'm not communicating with the dead sure thanks for clarifying that yes I'm talking to God yeah. God showing me himself as my earthly father yeah you know and he's you know he's there he's doing his he's doing things that my dad would have done Mm. but I get to spend that time with them still so Mm. it's not you know uh, and I think that you know the Lord is so sweet to us and knows what what we need for healing mm -hmm. ultimate healing right I mean I guess ultimate healing would be being with the Heavenly Father but healing here and he knows that for you that's healing you know, that spending that time with your father in, in your dreams, you know, and then you have, because I dream and I don't remember it, you mm-hmm. know, but you're able to remember it I and, do, yeah. and talk about it. And, and, and in talking about it, there's healing that is brought. And I'd say 33% of the conversations between me, Jeremy, and Tara are about dreams. Yeah. <laughs> really? <laughs> right, Jeremy? Yeah. Like, I'm serious. Our like, live a third studio of what audience we're talking here. about all the time is dreams and interpretations and, you know. So let me ask you a question. Because mm-hmm. um, I think, so people may be listening right now and thinking, okay, so whenever scripture tells us in Philippians 4, 6 to not be anxious, I mean, it tells us it in other places, but mm-hmm. specifically there, like don't be anxious about anything, but but go to, I think this is the verse anyway, that go, to, go to the Lord with everything, with prayer and thanksgiving. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? Mm-hmm. Like be anxious about nothing you know, but go to him in every situation. How, if somebody were to say, you're a Christian, right? How are you? And I know I totally you, didn't prep you, you for this question. So Yeah, no, it's cool. Um, I'm open for everything. But how, how do you respond with that? Like, okay, yeah, in scripture, he tells us, don't be anxious about anything. But here you are saying that I have suffered with anxiety. Okay. okay. How would you answer that? All right. So I'm living a new life now, right? I'm Amen. living a new life in Christ. Yeah. that I didn't live before. Um, and me and Jeremy talked about this the other day. Who Who is the old... And I talked in the third person. I was so embarrassed when I sent him the text too. But I even said, I even said, who is, you know, who is John Villarreal? Like, mm. the old John Villarreal dying. Like, mm. like that, part of, that part of me is dying and I'm living this new life. Um, I'm trying to figure out who I am slowly in Christ. Mm. Like, I don't know who I am yet in Christ. I don't have that answer yet. You know, I'm a, I'm a baby at this. You know, yeah. I'm very new at this. Like, I don't have that answer. I don't know that yet. But I'm working towards it. I don't know that I'll ever know that, truly. But I think that you just saying that right there, like, you know, Matt had said in, in a 
sermon at some point, your dead man showing. Yeah, I just I was thinking about that. <laughs> okay, so Matt, that made Matt, me Matt, think Matt of Hammerski, the, Matt Hammerski. Matt Hammerski. Yes, yes. Thank credit. you. I'm my bad. Yeah. My bad. No, it's cool. I just want to um, take props. He's my boy. I love him to death. <laughs> I love him too. Um, so that just recognizing that, like, okay, mm-hmm. you saying it's not my anxiety. It's it's the anxiety. Like mm-hmm. that is dead. I'm starving. That you know. Mm-hmm that's no longer a part of who I am and declaring that I think that that is a step into like okay yes scripture there's there's lots of things that scripture tells us you know what I mean there's mm-hmm. if we want to get all all religious and 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 lawful on it you know what I mean like yeah. for sure there's lots of things that scripture tells us but we thank the lord that we are covered by his blood and we are covered with his grace and we have his mercy and yeah let me cut you off real quick yeah now your flesh will tell you otherwise and that's a fight that you have to go through every day because your flesh is telling you well hold on the doctors gave you this and I told this to Scott Neri I asked him this question I said how do I get past this fleshly diagnosis that I was given the doctors gave me this diagnosis Mm -hmm. you know so Mm -hmm. I in my mind well I have it right the doctors said it they're the professionals Right there, I'm not a professional. I didn't go to med school. I yeah. don't. I don't know better any better than they do. Yeah. So then you have to fight this flesh, too, right? Like you have to fight the old you. But but by doing okay, here's a here. This something that just popped into my head when we talked about jujitsu in the last episode in Brazil yes. briefly, right? Yeah. I used to be. I used to think about taking because I because I'm kind of a brute. I always have been. It's like take things head on, like go head first into stuff. Yeah. So you, your first instinct is to fight it, mm. is to choke out anxiety, you know, is to, is to take it, take it to the ground and beat it up and, you know, and, and, and I started turning my back on it. It's, it's different, right? Like you're not, it is. Yeah. I fought it for 15 years, like, the, and I didn't, and I never won. And mm. now I'm winning. Come on. Because I turned my back on it. Come on. I've turned my back on it. I like to put it in the past tense. Um, and and I know I'm going to slowly walk up the staircase I talked about. Yeah. I, like I said, I'm halfway up that staircase that I fell down. I'm going to get to the top of the stairs. And I'm going to look down like they do in Ferris Bueller. One day I'm going to go to Sears Tower. And I'm going to look down. Come on. And I'm, gonna, and I'm probably going to freak out. But I'm going to do it. Yeah. You know, uh, I keep watching that movie. It was one of my favorite movies as a kid. But anyway. <laughs> but here, here, here's this. There. This is there's a, there's a good adage, or I don't know what you call it, but um, and I have wrote it down. The outward circumstances may not change, but your perspective on them can. Mm-hmm. And so your perspective, like anxiety, is still a real thing for you, right? Like it's something that you still suffer with and we're not taking that away because I don't want listeners to think well okay well he's he's done the whole mind over matter or I'm I'm naming it and claiming it and it's all gone now and whatever like we're not saying that this is something that you that you still battle with but you've turned your back right but your perspective has changed and when your perspective changed on it the 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 circumstance didn't change anxiety is still there anxiety is still a real thing for for you and for a lot of people it doesn't it's not we live in a world full of chaos and hate and mm-hmm. but I mean that doesn't go away right and so but your perspective on it changed which ultimately changed your direction I, I look at it like this I don't argue with people about politics online and I haven't for about 12 years mm-hmm. okay that's the same thing I don't do that 
Yeah. I'm just not going to do it anymore, right? Come on, yeah. That's just what, the way I look at it. It's yeah. like, I'm just not going to do it anymore. Yeah. Eventually, I'll, I'll get there. And eventually, everyone will get there. Yeah. You know, but you, depending on what your path is, like, I don't want to say that... It's hard to say this because I don't want it to... But, but there are people out there that are going to listen to this that are agnostic, mm-hmm. that are atheist. I have I have a very big circle of different people and different like... You know, different... You know, and then, I, of course, a lot of like-minded people, too, who are Christ followers. Um, like but I think myself. that's on purpose. No, like, it I is. I think that your circle, your reach that you have is yeah. on purpose. Like Absolutely. You know what I mean? Absolutely. But there's going to be... I'm, I'm saying it uh, for me... God is what's getting me through it. Mm-hmm. But I don't want to say that you can't get through it if you're atheist or if you're agnostic. I, I just think that everybody can get through this, but there's different ways for different people. Everybody's built so differently. Mm-hmm. I, th- I found my path, and I want to spread that to them. I want to tell them that. I, I... want to tell them what my what happened to me and, and how I got healed. Yeah, And I hope that it can... See, they can see a change in it and that they can come to Christ and come to God with all of that stuff. I want that. I want to spread, uh, the, literally spread the gospel. I want to. Yeah. I don't you know, know that I will interject there and happen. say that the only, you will only find true freedom through Christ. Mm-hmm. So while, while there may be people that are listening and, and we, because we love the people that are listening we share the truth with them, right? Um, and the truth is that, that true freedom only comes with Christ. And so, yes, you can you can work on, you know, uh, you, you can work with a therapist and you can talk with friends and you can get, you can get on the other side of whatever it is, whatever the angst is, if it's, if it's anxiety or whatever it is for whoever is listening. But to have true freedom. I wish that was, I wish it was that way for everybody. Yeah. I do. Yeah. I wish everybody could come and, and share in the glory and the gifts and the blessings that I've received. And that's why we do this. That's of course, why we, we of do this. Yes. Um, I just don't want people who don't come to Christ to lose hope either. Yeah. I want, of course, that's the ultimate goal, right? Let's lead people to Christ. Yeah. But if that doesn't happen, that's for me. And I know I'm going out alone to say this, and I'm by myself when I say it, especially with you two people here who I know are very amazing Christ followers like when I say that you know you can get healed you can get healed without I mean man I don't want to say that because that's not the case for me you can't be healed without him but you can put a band-aid on things you can put a band-aid on it but I, I really hope that some people do come to Christ that you know are suffering that I know a lot of this audience is probably going to be people that are believers but there are people out there that aren't and because here's the thing john we would be we're getting off on a tangent it's okay it's okay but this is this is important because i think that and i know this is a strong statement that i'm going to say but i think that it would almost be spitting in the lord's face to say that we can be healed without christ because because we he he or free without christ because it that's why he sent his son. That's why God sent his son is for our freedom. You know, you know what I mean? Totally. Like yeah. I believe that. Yes. And yes. you believe that. Yes. And Jeremy believes because that. Because it's the truth. Absolutely. It's the truth. Period. 
Okay. <laughs> I'm not gonna say anything else because we're going into a weird place here. We're going. Hang into on, a hang on. Let me place. let me pass my mic real quick. Come here. This is uh this is Jeremy Jones. He wants to chime in real quick. Yeah. So this I'm just gonna interject name. real quick because I understand what you're saying, and I get what she's saying. But the the middle ground I would interject is that what you're saying for people that don't know him is true, but it's in the sense that when you don't know Christ, you don't see him manifest in areas where you won't look for him. So if you have a, a therapist or you have a friend that comes to you and they help you get through a tough situation, that is Christ himself coming alongside, even if you don't recognize it, and he is ministering to you and helping you heal. Okay, thank you. That's much better than what I was trying to say. Yeah, and I was actually <laughs> going to tell you, because I knew you were saying that you don't want to take away the hope aspect. I don't. I don't. For people that aren't and that's, believers. Yeah. And that's what I knew your heart was. And yeah. it's true, because you don't want to take that away from him saying that if you never accept Christ, you never will have hope to get over this depression or your anxiety or whatever might be coming against you. But Christ will always come and show himself regardless of whether or not you believe in him mm -hmm. because he wants you to fall in love with him. Mm -hmm. Regardless of whether you recognize that that is Christ manifesting through that therapist or what, whatever the situation is, mm -hmm. if it's in a conversation with a friend or what have you. I mean, even in some of the conversations that you had prior to you believing, be, being a believer, um, you didn't realize that that at that point anyway, and that the, the time that those conversations were happening that that was really the Lord loving on you. You know mm -hmm, what I mean? Mm -hmm. You now looking back, now that you now I know. Yes. Yeah. Now I know. Before Jeremy, yeah. you said that so eloquently. That's so good. Thank you. <laughs> that's, so nice. That's why. That's why I brought it. That's why I brought it. That's why I brought it. <laughs> hey, look out for his episode. Yeah, it's look out for his soon. episode. It's coming probably right after me, this one. So let me let me get the train back on. Back okay, on I'm track sorry. Here, yeah, we, we got way into. It's good though. Bit. It's no, good. It is, Those it things is. needed to happen. You know. Um, Galatians 5.1 says, It is for freedom that Christ has set us free. Stand firm then, and do not let yourselves be burdened again by a yoke of slavery. Do you feel like anxiety is, is slavery? Like you were a slave to anxiety? <sighs> that's a hard, you know, because that word is, that's a hard word. I can't say that I, I can't say that I was... I don't know, man. That's a tough word. To like use as you were like describing, because I feel like I'm diluting the word if I use it because I'm, I've lived a pretty damn charmed life. You know what I mean? Sure. And, and no. Yeah. For it's sure. It's hard for I get me what to you're really saying. say that yeah. because yeah. you know because I slavery means something like so so much more than what I I, I don't know. I just for me like a, looking thirty thousand foot view of your life and the yeah. way that you've shared the 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 bondage. Okay, that you were were in. And now I've turned your back on. Mm -hmm. um, but I literally pictured you like walking around with these these chains and like the ball and chain on you. Absolutely. Like dragging this around yeah. and being, and what I mean by like being a slave to like saying, okay, all right, no, John, you're not getting up on that. You're not getting up on that, that, um, that overpass. You're not getting up on that freeway. You're not getting up on that. You're going to go this way. Mm -hmm. And in that way, like dragging your chains down the feeder road, if you will. Yeah. Um, that's what I like. So whenever I saw that word slavery, that's why it made me think of like, man, were you a slave to anxiety? It's like, but I'm holding the chain. The chain's not even around my neck anymore. And I'm still holding it. Mm. And I think, I think Matt said, said that to me that mm -hmm. I'm holding that I'm still holding on to the chain. Mm -hmm. So you've unwrapped right. all I've these taken chains it and off, taken all this I've, off, but, but it, you're still but holding it's still it. in my hand. 
Okay. And uh, that's the last part, right? That's yeah. the part that I... But I, I, I just want to share a quote that... Uh, um, because we're apparently in the end times... I'm kidding, but... Um, sort of. <laughs> we're in this pandemic, and, you know, 2020 has been insane. But... Um, in the Greek, the word apocalypse mean doesn't mean final destruction; it means revelation. Mm-hmm. And that's a quote from Riz Ahmed, who is a British Pakistani uh, actor, rapper, and, and author and editor of British Vogue. Where I read that, where mm-hmm. I read that line. Yeah, I read British Vogue. What, whatever. I don't know, it's weird. I um, freaking love you even more <laughs> for that. Actually, right now in but, this moment. <laughs> but that resonated. So I read it. La- I read it when I sent like last week. I read it. I just happened to come across it. And Riz Ahmed is, is like, he's this cool, like, this cool actor. Like, I look, I just look up to him. Like, he's just, uh, you know, he's come out in all these, like, really cool, like, he did the night of on HBO. Like, like I was, I was, like, totally into this guy's game. Like, he's a rapper, too. He does all this yeah. cool stuff. He was in, he was in Venom, which was a terrible movie, but he's, you know, in some other good stuff. Like, anyway, that's beside the point. And I just I'm a rapper, too, to, John. I know you are. I've heard your, I've heard your stuff. It's on Spotify. Wiggity, wiggity, Check wiggity. it out. Um, but anyway, I just resonate like it just resonated with me in the world that we're living in, in the, the way that I was feeling about all the death mm. that I've dealt with over the last little bit of my life. Um, going to you know funerals and virtual funerals for my my family, my uncle and aunt. I mean, I lost my uncle and aunt. They were married for sixty years. They died seven weeks apart. Oh, it's gosh. like the Notebook, you know that yeah. kind of thing. And going to their virtual funerals, like, you know, but there's revelation in that, Mm -hmm. in that, in, in, in that supposed destruction in that apocalypse, like your, your youth is falling apart, right? Like you spent so much time with these people as a kid. Um, you know, my, my grandfather, Henry, my dad, Robert Villarreal, uh, my uncle, Kiko, Federico, uh, Villarreal, my aunt Josie, his wife, like you spent some, my uncle Junior, uh, Bonancini. Um, like you spend so much time with these people and you feel like your your youth is gone because mm-hmm. those people are gone, gone. now mm-hmm. you know but at the end of that it's revelatory it's like they're in heaven they're living a greater existence mm-hmm. than they ever could have lived here mm-hmm. they're a peaceful paradise mm-hmm. and I that's been the biggest thing for me to come through this is that's the ultimate everything like they're like my dad like that's how I was able to let that stuff go with my dad like losing him and how important and impactful that was um but I know that he's in a better place and I know and that gives me hope Mm -hmm. that here on earth I will be in a better place one day Mm -hmm. and that's that's complete. I have to give all grace and glory to God for that. I do, because that's the only way that I know how to do that is to give it all away and to to get to the other side of that. Mm. Um. But you know, like like I said. So how are you? How are you serving the Lord and honoring the Lord with your life now? If you if you still are holding the chain, like you've given anxiety to Him, mm-hmm. turned your back. Uh, but you're still to hold, still holding on to this, and I don't mean this in any kind of, you know, a- any kind of way, because you are honoring the Lord, like you're honoring the Lord right now. 
in what you're doing and sharing your story. You know, so how yeah. do you, in your depiction of the way that you're living your life and um, the walking testimony that you are, how are you honoring and glorifying him? Well, I can't just go to church every Sunday, right? No. You got to live it. You have to live it. <laughs> you got to live you it. You have to read. You have to spend time with God. You are the church. You are. Yeah. And and I and this comes up all the time. And I, like my my best friend Justin Shepherd. I know you're gonna listen to this. Uh, I bring it up to him all the time. Now you're gonna know if he listened all the way through. Yeah, he better listen. <laughs> I'm just saying, like, I bring it up to him all the time, and yeah. I share the gifts that I've gotten, and, you know, I keep trying to budge him, you know, I keep trying to move him yeah. towards that direction, and I don't know if it'll, I don't know if it'll happen, I hope, I, I hope, pray that it does, but, mm. you know, I'd, I'd love to see, I'd love to see him there one day with me, you know, yeah. when we, when we do the ultimate, and we're in heaven, you know, I'd love yeah. to, I, you know, I want to see that yeah. for him, and, and I and I bring that and I but I tell him I'm never gonna force this stuff on you. I told him sure. a couple of weeks ago. Sure. So I'm never gonna force this stuff on you. But what I'm gonna do is share what I get out of it. Mm. And if and that's you know hopefully that'll change. Mm-hmm. And you like you'll see what what I get out of it. And so that's my. He's gonna be seeing the transformation and change in you. Correct. And he loves you. And he mentions it all the time, right? Mm-hmm. He tells me that all the time. I'm so proud of you. Like he tells mm-hmm. me that stuff. Like mm-hmm. I'm so proud of what you've become, who you've become, and all mm-hmm. this stuff. Like, dude, you can have it too, bro. Like, you know, like, <laughs> you come, said that with come your over the closed. fence, you know, like, <laughs> jump over the fence with me, man. Yeah. I love my, I love my friend. I want him to have the same, you know, but that's, he is somebody that I think about. Like, that's my one person mm. that I always think about. And they say, think about your one. It's him. It's my best friend. Yeah. I think about him and I want him in that one day. And I know I'm putting him on the spot by dropping his name and all that, but whatever, dude. Sorry. It's okay. Cause you um, love him. I love him. I love him. Um, but uh, it's it's crazy, but that's how it starts. Like I and I want to tell that to everyone. You know, Tara told me that she just had to go up to some random person. She's over there. She's over there in North Carolina with Scott and Harry right now, or she was last week. I can't remember where we are on the podcast, but um, <laughs> she, she was last week. She's supposed to be home this week. Yeah, that's right, that's right. So anyway, she's up there. She had to go up to some random person and just start prophesying. Wow. Like they went to the mall and they just like, like taking it to that level. I don't, I know I can do that. Mm-hmm. I know I can just go up and start talking to people about it yeah. one day. Yeah. I'm going to do that. I'm going to yeah. take everything she got from that school of ministry intensive. Yeah. And I'm going to, I'm going to just steal all the information. Sorry, Scott, but if you hear <laughs> this, but I'm going to steal all the information and go out to the world with it. Yeah. Like I do with you know, what I'm doing now. And I talk about it a lot with my friends now. I can't believe that my faith has become such a central conversation wow. with a lot of people. Mm-hmm. And people ask me about it all the time. Mm-hmm. Where did you come to that? Okay, I'm going to tell my story. Here, have a seat. Have yeah. a seat. Yeah. Get a get a drink. It's going to be a while. Yeah. It's going to be a two-parter. That's so beautiful. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I, love I, but, I love that. I love that. There were a couple of scriptures I wanted to share Please do. And, you know, it's something that my amazing wife did one day, several months ago. She wrote it on my side. We have, you know, the hip, like the two sides of the sink and the mirror and like the huge mirror, right? And she writes it real big on my side. God is greater than the giants you face. That's Mm -hmm. 1 John 4, 4. Uh, I love that she wrote that Mm. because one... 
it made me like, okay, I'm, I, you know, God is greater than the giants you face. Yeah. This Goliath of anxiety that once was, which is shrinking, which is no longer this eight foot dude, you know, it's shrinking, whatever, turning my back on it. Um, God is, is more than that. And he can, he's the one that's really shrinking and I'm not Mm -hmm. really shrinking Mm -hmm. this thing. He's doing it for me. And, um, that one really resonates with me. And the other thing too, about that passage is my dad, when I found his Bible next to his chair, I went to my mom's house. Um, you know, I've, I've stayed with her a few times this year, you know, when she's, she's alone in that, in that house. And, and I was reading, I, I picked up his Bible and he's reading first John, mm. you know, and Tara wrote that on the mirror. Yeah. Like that's the, um, God speaking to me through. For sure. You know. For sure. That's another way of him showing himself. The as, first, first John 4, 4, like, and the NIV says, you, dear children, are from God and have overcome them, the giants. Overcome. Because they, um, because the one who is in you is greater than the one who is in the world. So you're absolutely right. You know what this reminds me of, too? I used to say all the time, um, the, the God that is behind me is so much bigger than the problem that is before me. Mm-hmm. You know, and so. Because we're I, walking in victory. We've already won. In victory. From victory. Yes. We're already, we've already won. That's it. Yes. We, you know, the rest, we don't even have to figure the rest out. It'll just happen. Yeah. It will just happen. For we you. can spin our wheels trying to figure it all out, but for what, John? For what? I have 15 years of my life that I don't think they're coming back. Mm-hmm. That'll leave that nostalgia behind. That's it. Those days are done. They're done. But those look what, you, there's so much greatness ahead of you. Totally. You know, and I believe that there's so much greatness ahead of you. You know, the depressed John, which you know, I also was a sufferer of clinical depression, mm-hmm. not just anxiety, but those things can overlap, and, sure. and they did in my life for for a long time, and they still rear its ugly head every every once in a while. But you know, uh, <laughs> like I, I've completely lost my train of thought. Oh my god. That's okay. Um, because you have greatness ahead of you. That's and that's where you were going. Wipe it all wipe yeah. it all out, brother. Don't Sorry. let your dead man show. Yeah, yeah. Like the, <laughs> that's oh my god, like depression. Uh, it's so it's so far behind now. It used to be it used to be there all the time, like just waiting. Mm-hmm. So anytime that I had like a panic attack, anytime I would just go home and wallow in it mm. every time and that doesn't even like phase me it's not even there anymore it's yeah. crazy but that was the first one when I when I took care of depression when I really that one was actually easier to get rid of like that and by one that was you so gave that easy, I mean this man. was in your journey with the Lord too like you gave that to Christ or like what do you I okay I know that depression is high and suicide rates are high and all mm-hmm. this stuff, but mm-hmm. 2020 has been one of the most unbelievable years of my life and in a way that I, I haven't gone to see a doctor or a psychiatrist or mm-hmm. I haven't done any of that. I haven't had to. Mm. I haven't, I have I mean, I know I talked about like drinking every day, but I wasn't truly depressed. Yeah. I was coping, 
but I never got down in the dumps about all of this stuff when I should have, right? Like six deaths in your family. Mm -hmm. Like that's insane. Yeah. Like anybody could just easily fall into the, to, to depression and, and the, and just watch the, the grass grow over your head, you know, like easily. Um, but you did not, but I didn't because of my journey. Like I started, I, you know, I got to give props to the church in general, to Risen Nation, because it changed my life. Mm-hmm. I don't, I wasn't, oh, I, like I said, I wasn't practicing before. I wasn't practicing my spirituality. I was, I was, you know, I, I was thinking that I was doing it, but I wasn't, but You the definitely Holy Spirit, were not in relationship with. No, no, not, not, the Holy Spirit was not a part of my journey. Yeah. It was not there. Because I didn't allow it to be there. Yeah. I didn't recognize it. It was there. I just didn't recognize it. Yeah. Let, me, let me take that back. I didn't recognize it. Mm. And um, I, I, the Holy Spirit to me was the biggest thing that, like knowing it's there and, you know, having these things happen to me and, you know, hearing from God, learning how to listen to God and then see his gifts and see the visions that he would give me. And yes, I do see visions. And you might think I'm crazy. That's fine. Get crazy. Get weird, like they say. Like like <laughs> Luke Holder said the other day. Get get weird. This stuff is weird. Let it get weird. Okay, cool. I'm game <laughs> for it. I'm totally game for it. That's right. And 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 I see, like I said, I see things, you yeah. know. I, I was at church one day, one Sunday, and I saw blood on the floor. Mm. I know whose blood that was. Mm. It was covering the place. Mm-hmm. You know, it was, that was Christ's blood on the floor. Wow. As a reminder to me, like... Yeah. This is you're yeah. in the right place. Like you're you're going yeah. the right way. Like yeah. you, you know, there's I, so much comfort in that, right? Like we're saying, oh, there's blood on the floor, and what you're seeing, <laughs> but there's so much comfort in that. that I knew what it was immediately, yeah. mm-hmm. right? I knew what it was immediately, and then I closed my eyes and I and I got really deep into a meditative, into a meditate. I know I'm going to tell a funny quick story because I got really deep into this meditative deep state while. The, while the spiritual or while the worship team was up there and I wasn't like I could hear them in the background but I was just so deep in it and I saw this vision of my dad and he's <laughs> it sounds so cheesy but he was standing on a cloud and he mm. was and he, and he had a football in his hand and he dropped back like a quarterback he didn't play quarterback but he was just playing catch with two of his friends that had passed away And I saw that when I closed my eyes and I got, like I said, I was deep in it. I was in a deep meditative prayer. Like you were kind of at the feet of Jesus. Totally. And then what happens that same day when I left the service, I got up, I walked out outside into the foyer and I see my son Hmm. throwing a football with two friends. Wow. And it was like, Mm. man. Mm-hmm. Like it's like he's up there, and he's in a place where he's living his dreams again. He's living, he's having fun. He's like you know, yeah. uh, but it was like I don't know. I just thought it was kind That's of funny. That's super that super cool. I, That's another one of those times that like the Lord is just so sweet to us. You know, just so I, sweet to you. Like generationally, like the two people that you know, as men, like you know. My, my son Hudson and my dad Robert like like linking them together like that yes yes 
it was so beautiful that just yeah. but it's it shows me what you know it tells me that God is there and he's watching and and it's like on undying like he has a he he puts a faith in me like when he shows me those things yeah you know it's true he, you know it's, it's true it's weird because that one was really on the nose yeah that was bizarre like that was just weird that was me. god yeah that was god that was weird like, it was yeah, god yeah like, <laughs> get, like i said get weird right but uh so as we wrap this up what what would you, because you have, you have two minutes, let's say, because we're already over the yeah, time. Yeah, I'm sorry. That's okay. So you have two minutes to leave the listeners with whatever it is that you want to leave them with. What would that be? Find yourself a place that you can go where God is there in the room with you. Mm. Find God for yourself. Because I have to give all of, all of it, all of the strides I've made, like all of the stuff that I've overcome, I've got to give all of it to him. Mm. Get yourself in a building where you can worship with other people. Have the conversations. Open yourself up. Talk to God, man. Like talk to God, talk to your friends. Like talk, you know, if you're suffering, don't suffer alone. Mm. Don't suffer alone. There's, there's, there's no, I mean, there's so much for you to do in this world. Don't let it beat you. Don't suffer alone. Go to church. Go to the doctor. Go, do whatever you can. I mean, get better. You have a life to live. Go live it. Mm-hmm. Don't, don't be beaten by this stuff. I was beaten by this stuff at one point. And then I crawled out of the gutter, and I live an amazing life now. I do believe that um, someone's freedom is on the other side of your obedience. And someone's freedom, someone's revelation, someone's, you, you fill in the blank, is on the other side of your obedience. And I believe that today, um, and in the prior episode, someone is getting freedom or revelation or whatever it is on the other side of your John Villarreal's obedience. It's a lot of pressure. Um, it's no pressure. You know why <laughs> it's kidding. no pressure? I mean, I know, you're, I know you're kidding, but yeah. truly it is no pressure because you are, you're just the vessel, mm-hmm. you know? And I know that's super cliche and all the things or whatever, but it's the truth. Like we are, you are just the vessel. And by you just sharing your story, there's power in your testimony. You know, scripture tells us that as well. Like, just by you being obedient, somebody, somebody is picking something up here. And somebody's life, it will be forever changed because you were vulnerable and obedient. So and, thank you. No, you're welcome. And I know we're, like you said, we're way over. But on the other side of that, you can do that too. Mm-hmm. If you're being delivered from this. Mm-hmm. today mm-hmm. you can do that to somebody else that's it okay and that's why I came yeah that's why I came here today to do this that's why I came last week to mm-hmm. do this mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah um, because somebody else is going to do it 
somebody yeah. else will be delivered and so and, and and that person and that person and that person. Oh, someone else and someone else Just, and all the people that are gonna be waiting at heaven's gates whenever you arrive all the people that you touched because you did this and then they touched somebody that touched somebody that touched somebody all of those people you know are touched because you did this you know so well god told me to do it okay brother remember that day when i asked you when am i going to be a guest on your podcast yeah somebody put that thought in my head yeah right yeah i think it was god because <laughs> you're not you're not that good <laughs> no. No, not even close. all right brother thank you so much um i love you i love you i'm love loving too, getting man. to know you more and more and more and um I'm grateful that you're in my life and we're, we're part of this, uh, we're part of each other's story now. So Absolutely. I love that. So I cannot wait to listen to this back. Ever. Come on. It's going to be good. I know. I, know. <laughs> I can't wait to hear this. All right. So you guys listening out there, we want you to know that um, until next time when our friend Jeremy Jones is on the other end <laughs> of this uh, here podcast, we want you to know that you are so very, very loved. Say bye, John. Later, guys. Love you.